until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, everybody say long preaching. He sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third aloft and was taken up there. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and taken, talked a long while, I say a long while, even till the break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted. For just a little bit today, I want to preach on this topic. Pentecost awake. Pentecost awake. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, God. We ask that you speak to our hearts, speak to our spirits, speak to us today, God. I pray that this word, O oh Lord, would ignite something in us, God, that's not been alive or awakened in a long time. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, and everyone said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Nudge your neighbor and say, you better stay awake today. Today would be a bad day for you to fall asleep when I'm preaching about falling asleep in church. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Uh, whoever said preaching long never killed anyone. Amen. Obviously never read the book of Acts. Amen. Sometimes preaching a long time can cause people to fall asleep. How many here has ever fallen asleep in church as an adult? Probably not while you've attended Christ Life Community Church. Amen. But it is quite possible to fall asleep as an adult in church. I remember when I was a young man, I'm going to tell two funny stories. When I was a young man, I had a, a bad, bad problem with sleepwalking. And uh, my mom tells this story just about any time she gets the opportunity. I had a really bad, a bad uh, tick, whatever you want to call it, of sleepwalking. And so one Sunday night while church was going on, I, I crawled under the pew and went to sleep in my normal spot. Amen. And in the middle of service, in the middle of preaching, my mom tells it, you know, as only Deborah Jean can tell it. And she says that, oh, Nathan, he got up and he walked right up to the platform and he sat, there was a guest speaker, and he sat right next to my granddad, or my dad, my grandfather, and I laid my head on his lap and I went to sleep in the middle of church. Amen. That's embarrassing, amen, to fall asleep in church, but not just to fall asleep in church. But to sleepwalk. Amen. I also remember another time uh, when I was in college. I was working uh, the night shift at uh, a place at Motorola. Anybody know what a beeper is? Anybody know what a beeper is? Amen. And you used to wear it, Reagan and Kara. You know what beepers are? Okay. All right. Just checking. Amen. And they, you would call the number, and it would beep to the beeper, and then you would check. And then you would say, okay, you call these people back. And then you would find a payphone. And then you would call them and say, yo, 
you hit me up, what's up? You know, and then they, right? So that's, that's kind of how that worked. Well, anyways, uh, I was working for a Motorola plant all night, and so on Sunday, I worked Saturday nights, and so on Sunday mornings, I would be very tired and went to church. And I remember one particular Sunday, and everybody tends to, if you go down to South Florida, my home church in South Florida, they'll, they'll probably bring this story up at some point. But I would always sit on the front, front row, and uh, they had the hard pews. You remember the hard pews that were more, you know, they kind of set up, and they were the wood pews. And uh, I was sitting, obviously, I had my arm up, and Brother Allen was just preaching, and I obviously had fallen asleep in church. And uh, you know how sometimes your head goes back, you know, you, you kind of, but, but then you get the jerks, right? You know what I mean? And uh, and so so I got a bad case of the jerks, and I was falling asleep, brother. I was preaching. I guess he was really making a good point. And then I got this head, and uh, I was sleeping, and I got the jerks, and I slapped the pew, and everybody jumped and saw me, and uh, I completely embarrassed myself. Amen. Sleeping in church happens to all of us. Sleeping in church happens to people that are tired. Somebody say amen. And the thing about it is the preacher has been preparing for the sermon. And the people in the pews are not always as excited about the sermon as the one preaching the sermon. Amen. I'm telling you something. I have heard some people... Take a five-minute sermon and go an hour with it. Somebody say amen. There's nothing worse than sitting through a five-minute sermon for an hour. I mean, it's pretty rough to sit through a five-minute sermon for an hour. Right? And you hear the same thing over and over and over and over again. Now, I'm not quite saying that that's what the Apostle Paul did here. But the Bible tells us that the Apostle Paul went long. They don't really tell what time he started, but they do kind of tell you he went to midnight. Right? And while he was preaching around the midnight hour, midnight hour, he was preaching it, and the boy slumped down. Now, I hear a lot of people say it was in a window. I don't necessarily know if it was in a window and he was sitting on a balcony. I don't know what, but he was up on a wall. Might have been in a window, maybe not. But the boy slumped down and fell out of his little whatever wedge he had. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe he was sitting sideways on a window. Maybe he was sitting, uh, how many's ever seen somebody fall through bleachers? That's pretty funny. How many's ever seen that? You ever seen somebody fall through bleachers? That's pretty funny. That I think they've changed the bleachers a little bit since then, but but the, the old style wooden bleachers that we used to have at our high school. Yeah, and, and if you slip down, you could fall right through and kill yourself. Amen. He might have been sitting on some old old school bleachers. I think it was 2,000 years ago or so, so the bleachers were probably pretty old. Amen. But at some point, this young man, he, he slumped down and he fell through whatever, slumped down and he fell and he hit the ground and he died. How bad would you feel if you were that preacher? <laughs> it feels pretty rough. So everybody freaks out in the middle of this situation. It's a pretty everybody freaks out. And they all rush down. And Paul 
خواهی حق بایده
I'm like, cool, he was a super nice guy. We talked for a minute. And I won't tell you where the mom said she goes, because it'd be embarrassing, because she was absolutely uncool Pentecostal. She, she could not get out of that pizza place quicker. And I thought to myself, that's kind of where this whole sermon would Now is not the time to be afraid and ashamed of who we are. Now I know there's been some dingbats and some spiritual, spiritual crazies and some, some spiritual nut jobs that have, have brought a bad, a bad taste to Pentecost. But don't feel we've got a stigma because of some nut jobs and crazies. Because when I say Catholic Church and we think negative, there's some nut jobs and crazies. When I say Baptist Church, there's some negatives. Some nut jobs and crazies. Every religious sect, every religious denomination has some sort of stigma attached to it. But the difference between our stigma and what's attached to us is we actually have the spirit that will work for us. And I just feel, I just feel, I just feel. I'm going to tell you what happened to me last week or a week, a week, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had some delays and some whatnots, and I was at the airport, and I was in the lounge there at the airport, and I was sleeping in the lounge, and I was out cold, and uh, I had my delay was like three hours or something, it was something crazy like that, and I was out cold, and I was sleeping, and and uh, and, and it was pretty empty when I went to sleep, and so I kind of spread out a little bit more. And, kind of rolled to my side there and I'm sleeping and uh, by the time I woke up so my legs are extended with another chair pulled close and and, and, and I'm, I'm you know I'm all hunched up and I'm sleeping here and by the time I woke up that loud was full <laughs> by the time I had awakened the lounge was completely full and, and nothing really embarrassing happened other than the fact that I had fallen asleep and remained asleep at the wrong hour. That's when I should have been had my stuff together. When I knew everybody was coming in, I should have been prepared with my computer out and typing, you know, I just I've got it together. But I had fallen asleep at the wrong hour and I allowed other people to view me asleep. We cannot be viewed as a sleeping church. We cannot be a traditional church. We cannot be a church that is absence of power and strength and glory and miracles and signs and wonders. We've got to be a church that's the real deal. Now there's a difference between saying we are the church and actually being the church. Somebody say Amen. How many of you know those Alabama fans? Right? Roll tight. Right? Hey, how about the Alabama fans right, right now? They're roll tight. Roll tight. Roll tight. How about the Hurricane fans? I'm a Hurricane fan. Right? But I say, let me just, instead of, instead of, instead of offending Brother David, Amen. Being offensive, let me just offend myself. Oh, them hurricanes, I love them. 
They're still the greatest team on the planet. But they ain't seen the backside of a bowl in a long time. A decent bowl. Huh? Huh? And I said they're the team. They're the deal. But the reality is they don't have the corner and the crib to be the team. And so we're leaving off all championships. We're leaving off all legends. This is what we used to be. This is how it used to be. We're the real deal. Folks, we cannot afford to tell people this is what we used to be. And when people walk into the house, they don't get delivered. They don't get changed. They don't get set free. They come to a cold and dry and dead church. Folks, we can't afford for that. If we are going to tell people that Christ life is a Pentecostal church, uh, bless God, we better be Pentecostal. I'm not talking about rolling on the floor and slinging bobby pins, and I'm fine with all that. I'm not talking about turning church into a track meet, and I'm fine with all of that. But I am talking about being on fire for God. I am talking about having on fire worship, uh, on fire We can't fall asleep in this Pentecostal hour. We've got to be awake and alive. 
We've got to be full of God's presence and power every day. Somebody say amen. Let me tell you that I think is very interesting for us to realize. The first church in the book of Acts. I've been doing just recently a study on the book of Acts. Over the last month I have been digging in to the book of Acts. And I have been looking at basically where it started. And how it started and who it started through. And I want to just point something out to you today. That without Acts 1 and 2, there would never be Acts 3 all the way to verse 28. If there was not an Acts 1 and an Acts 2, you would not have the rest of the book of Acts. Well, Brother Herring, what happened in Acts 1 and Acts 2, Brother Herring? In Acts 1 and Acts 2, we see where they spent time with Jesus. Acts 2, they went into the upper room. And then the Holy Ghost falls in Acts 2. I've got to tell this church today something. We have got to spend more time with Jesus. We've got to get off the phone. We've got to get off the Facebook. And we've got to put our face in the book. I wish I was the OG on that saying, but I'm not. I say amen. The only vision some of y'all have is the tell. Cut the dumb thing off. We have got to spend time with Jesus. The phone in our hand is the most powerful tool we have to reach in our world, but it's also the most destructive tool we have to reaching our world. Don't send people a message on Facebook. Call them on the phone. Don't be like, well, I'm a witness to the world because I put stuff on Facebook. They think they serve God because they put Jesus loves you on Facebook. Oh, I'm going into our world and preaching the gospel. Live for Jesus every day like it's your last day. Hallelujah. You know the people. Click like. Oh, how about this one? Click like if you love Jesus. If you don't click like, you don't love Jesus, therefore you go to hell. Click like. You know those ones you get? I don't ever click like. I'm going to hell. Therefore, I believe then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't quit life, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. I don't think that's what he said. Amen. That's some old school throwdown preaching I just pulled out. Amen. But folks, that ain't being apostolic. That man, when we walk into the when we walk into the golf shop, people know there's something different about that person. 
When we walk into the restaurant, people know there's something different about that person. And when somebody says, praise the Lord, we don't act like we're scared to death. You know the problem with Memphis? You know what the problem with, with Pentecost around here is? Is it's been a big social club to all kind of people. And there's this floating church, and they just go back and forth and around, and everything's cool. And we want to find the coolest church and the neatest thing and all this kind of stuff. And people just kind of migrate from church to church to church to church to church. And we're not changing this area with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a horrible area we live in. The crime rate is crazy. It's unsafe. You can get your purse snatched out of the Wendy's parking lot. You can get murdered right down the road from here. We live in a terrible area. And from Holly Springs, just because y'all live in the country, don't act like y'all's area is still all that great. Because it ain't great. I, I know for a fact. I've got what I'm just saying. Is that this world needs the real thing. This world needs the real good. It does not need a cheap replica. It doesn't need a dinky duplicate. It needs the real thing. And I want to ask this. Can we be that? Can we do that? It's very easy. It's very easy. The book of Acts is very easy. The way we change our world. Y'all listen to me. The way we change our world is we spend time with Jesus. Before Jesus ascended, he spent 40 days with his disciples. Quality time with Jesus. And the next thing we do is we live full of the Spirit. Somebody say amen. Without Acts 1 and 2, we don't get the rest of the book of Acts. How would... The world have been. How would have Christianity been if the disciples did not tarry in, in, in Jerusalem and receive the Holy Spirit? Folks, I'm challenging us today. This is a challenging sermon to us. This is challenging us. We've got to be full of God, full of the Word, and full of the Spirit. Let's all stand today. Amen. Amen. I remember... Can you help me back here with the master truck? The Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear that if we will seek His face, we will see His works and His wonders. The Bible is very clear that if we will seek his face, we will see his works and his wonders. Moses spent time with God on the mountain. And when he came down from the mountain, everybody knew he had been with God. Folks, it's imperative that we spend time with God. I want us today in this place to find a place of repentance. I want us in this place today to find a place to kneel and repent. And then to connect with God again. And ask God to help us. Come on, all over this place now. Let's find a place of repentance. I want us to truly repent. Ask God to forgive us for not spending enough time with Him. 
Gira con nosotros, Bocoto, yo mamá. I want us, I want us to take some time and to tell God we don't want to be asleep. We don't want to be asleep anymore. We don't want to be asleep anymore. We don't want to be asleep anymore, God. God, we want to be full of you today. Come on. Come on, all we got to do is say, God, I want to spend more time with you. Come on, God, I want to have more time with you. God, I want to have more time with you. Come on, God, help me, Lord, to please you. Come on, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. God, help me, Lord, to have more time with you. If you'll ask God to remind you, he will. Jesus, remind me. Jesus, remind me. Jesus, remind me. He loves the Lord. Jesus, fill me up with your spirit. Let people be divinely drawn to me, O God. Let people be divinely drawn to me, Lord. 